You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB Locked On Browns. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again, everybody, for making Lockdown Browns your first listen day in, day out. Couldn't appreciate it more. We are going, as everybody knows, if Victory Monday is up, your postgame show is up. That leads us to Under the Lens, PFF-wise. And he's had a spicy day on social media, Mr. John Costco. We're going to get to that. John, actually, maybe, maybe John took my place on Twitter today, which is kind of interesting. So we'll see how this goes. We're going to talk a little defense. We're going to talk some offense. We're certainly going to talk some game thoughts. And this episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We'll start with the good. We'll start with the really good, John. The Cleveland Browns defense over the last two games, averaging, giving up six and a half points. Only seven points yesterday. Minnesota Vikings were held. Scoreless by the Browns defense for 52 minutes, 52 minutes. So for the th- defenses of the past, think about that. Obviously yesterday, a whole new ball of wax. And as I tried to tell some of you, give it a little time. Let's get the players playing. Let's let Joe Woods finally put in this defense that he's been talking about. They never had the personnel for after now 21 games. Um, whether it was Jeremiah Wusukoromoa yesterday, Denzel Ward was active in a different type of way yesterday. Uh, the defensive line, again, looking good. But, John, I, I do want to start with Greedy Williams because here was the absolute, basically, you know, the prize essentially in the Cracker Jack box. It could have been something good. It could have been nothing. Here's what we haven't talked about in 20 months, taking actual reps within a regular season NFL game. Interception coverage the grade all panned out and most importantly for greedy john is the thing was going to be you know can he use the shoulder can he tackle people because at the end of the day you're on the defensive side of the ball are you going to be able to do these things that are required of you greedy williams first start and for me and this is the part that kind of gets me giddy is now you're talking denzel ward you're talking troy hill you're talking greg newsom and you're talking greedy williams and all of a sudden now wow this is a cornerback room that looks like maybe there's some teeth to it yeah, um, there's a reason why, you know, Greedy was a highly sought after prospect and, you know, the draft. And I think he was highly rated by a lot of different people. And, um, you know, here at PFF, we had him as a top 10 player in that draft. And yesterday, he, he, he followed up last week's performance where he had just just had eight snaps and played you know, had a 90.7 coverage grade, followed it up with a full game yesterday with an 87.0 coverage grade. So, you know, obviously with the the big interception, you know, I think for him, if he can, it seems like, hey, maybe maybe finding a the replacement for him of, of a starting cornerback has really got a fire, you know, lit under his butt to really get things going for himself because he has looked really good, he, you know, and, and – you know, the past two weeks, especially in this game yesterday. And, um, you know, there was there was the, the only time he really, you know, he gave up 61 yards in coverage in this game. And the only time he 
quote unquote really beat was because the the Vikings had a scheme that kind of beat what the Browns were were running at that time on the first drive of the game. And he was actually doing, you know, I'd say he's playing his cover four and he was, he was trying to stop a potential touchdown from going under the corner route and Thielen caught it underneath of him. So, you know, it is what it is for that. And he, what he did in this game, you know, he he essentially caught the game winning interception that what should have been the game winning interception. And, you know, he, he made four tackles, one assist, didn't miss any tackles, and, and just really looks like the type of player that we thought he'd be coming out of college. And I, it's just – you're so happy to see it for him because it's so difficult for a player to miss this amount of time. Um, you know, And I guess the benefit for Greedy was it, it's not a knee, it's not an Achilles, it was nothing lower extremity, um, but still something that, you know, with shoulder – and this was an issue that, you know, apparently caused him to go in the second round coming out of – um, LSU as far as, you know, his physical and, you know, when they get, you know, deeper, deeper into it, as far as, you know, medicals and things of that nature. So, you know, it, it, for him just to get back out there, a number one, you know, have confidence in himself, belief in himself, you know, to write, you know, everything that's been, and he wasn't terrible as a rookie. It's just, we haven't seen this guy. Now it's a regime that had no ties to Greedy Williams, but, you know, by all means, you know, kudos to Greedy Williams, John, again, here, as this defense seems to start to understand each other better, start to work at, you know, in unison work as a unit. I mean, John, the speed, it just, it's something that you cannot take your eyes off of. And for people wondering why Elijah Lee is playing, he's faster than Mac Wilson. And this is kind of what it comes down to. If you're faster, this is what you want. Um, look, plays are going to get missed, but I'd like, I, you know, I prefer you to make the play as fast as possible. If you miss it, whatever that happens. And for me, I go to the uh, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa play, and you know his grade may not have been as great as everybody else's, but the one where it was Alexander Madison, he's literally behind the left guard. All he's got to do is go around the left tackle. He's got three, four yards. JOK is about nine yards away in like an absolute bullet. You know, basically beats, hits him in the backfield. The only reason Madison got a positive yard, it was just the luck of the fall. But this defense, whether it's the D-line and whether it's the way they're playing these linebackers now, and obviously the secondary, you know, there's great movement there. Just, it's really, really coming along. And I think, you know, for me, as much as I've tried to defend Joe Woods, it looks like it's coming around faster than even, you know, somebody like me who's been really positive, faster than I anticipated. Yeah, I I was saying all season long to give this four to six weeks before it really kind of gels together for the defense. And And it took two and the past two weeks, they've they've looked fantastic, obviously. Um, and, you know, from a, you know, talking about the linebackers, um, you know, Mac Wilson has looked good in his two, you know, past couple of games that he's played where they they've basically limited his what his role is going to be, um, which is exactly what you want. You want a guy that's like, all right, we figure out a role for this guy and you play in that role and do what you're supposed to do and you do nothing more and you can not be an absolute liability out there so his you know his grade the past you know since the kansas city game was a 40.5 houston was a 77.8 chicago was a 76.5 this game was a 66.3 all those are perfectly fine grades by my account and if he can continue to do something like that then the role that they've got him you know playing where he you know he's playing 12 snaps a game is absolutely what you want to see and and in this game the browns played a lot more base defense than they did previous week when which makes a lot of sense because the viking you know the vikings are going to be running the ball they've run a lot of heavy sets and so you're going you need to match those heavy sets with linebackers and 
that's unavoidable. So they, you know, they are back up to uh, about 37% of the, their defensive plays were in, in base package third. You had about a, Oh, what was it in this one for, for nickels, about 27% nickel. And then dime was 30, 36%. So it was really kind of evenly split there and what they're able to do and, and, you know, chain putting these guys in and, you know, Jeremy Cormo was, was, you know, really good. Again, his grade in this one was a 75.8. He's now the second highest graded linebacker in the NFL, uh, highest graded rookie in the NFL um, for the season. Uh, he's, he, you know, he's playing, they've got a role for him and he's playing excellently into that role. And he's, the thing is, is that you, like you said, this, this defense has speed all over the place and you, you know, you think about what, what it is to be able to win the AFC North and you've got to have speed in that field to be able to stop Lamar Jackson. And that's, that's what they're doing right now. And especially if you can get all those defensive backs out there to be able to stop a Lamar type offense, um, it spells good things, and especially with that front, you know, front four of getting after it too. So it's it's what Joe Woods is doing, and you know how they're able to the figure kind of figure this out a lot sooner than what I was expecting was is fantastic. You know, they've been blitzing a lot more the past two weeks than they did in the first mm-hmm. two weeks of the season. Um, their blitz rate is, I mean, it, their blitz rate's only twenty six percent, but it, the fact is is that they're 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 mixing things in in there where they're they're rushing the slot, they're rushing out of the you know, doing some simulated pressures and, and stuff like that. So they're, they're doing a really good job with, with just mixing it up and keeping the, the offense off balance. Um, this one's a bit of an anomaly, John. You don't see something like this. And granted, the Browns only had two sacks yesterday. You don't normally see three defensive linemen from the same unit. Great over 80. Garrett, Clowney, Malik Jackson. Um, look, all solid players, all certainly capable of putting up a grade over 80. And the thing, and this is, you know, we, we spoke about this when Jadavian Clowney came here. It's not always going to be, and you look at him similar to Levia Vernon. You don't go looking at the stat sheet, stat sheet to see what he did. Um, and the stat sheet, there's not a lot of mention of Jadavian Clowney there. But, John, these three BFF three stat sheet is a lot. 80, <laughs> yes, PFF stats. A whole different ballgame over there. But when you get three out of your four members of your defensive line all grading over 80, um, look, it's gonna translate to a win more often than not. It's it's a the Browns defensive line is a problem for pretty much every offensive line that they're gonna be going up against. So Miles Garrett had a 90.2 grade in this game. Um his he had nine total pressures, one sack, uh, three hits, five hurries. Uh Jadavian Clowney had seven total pressures in this. All of them were were hurries, didn't hit the quarterback, didn't sack the quarterback, but that's why that's why like this the stat sheet, quote unquote the stat stat sheet that you look at, and it's like, oh, Clowney didn't have any any uh sacks and only had one tackle and it's like oh you guess he didn't def- affect the game it's like well you don't watch football if you think that's that's all it comes down to so it's that's why what we do is what we do is is we chart these pressures and we chart off and they're disrupting runs and and everything like that and Clowney played an excellent game same thing with uh, Malik Jackson had one quarterback hit but five quarterback pressures on uh, as well so <laughs> I mean, what else more? Malik McDowell had four pressures, two hits, two hurries. You know, I mean, you're these guys are playing extremely well. Tack McKinley's, you know, getting got three pressures in this game. So it's it's it comes from everywhere and it's hard. You can't just block. I mean, your priority on that defensive line is to block Miles Garrett. But then it's like it frees up Clowney. It frees up Jackson. It frees up McDowell. So it's just a big problem that the uh, offenses have. 
And look, this defensive line was not put together, wasn't assembled for the Kirk Cousins of the world, as we all know. It was assembled for the Mar, you know, the Lamar Jacksons, the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes. Um, so you get a unit like this, and it doesn't matter about offensive line play. It, you know, this is just how good, athletic, long, <clears throat> and freaky this defensive line is. Um, so for Joe Woods and for everybody, uh, time to eat some crow. Um, folks, I certainly have receipts saved. Um, but getting some of the, uh, you know, tweets sent over and mentions over about, you know, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And, but look, I don't care about nothing. It don't mean nothing to me, but I like, I think Joe Woods, scheme was something that was going to translate very well to the modern day NFL question was getting the pieces to do just that. However, we're going to switch it up here to the offensive side of the ball where maybe everything isn't going to be as rosy and rainbows and that's okay. Um, you know, at the end, still three and one, still first place in the AFC North. We're going to continue to roll on here on your Under the Lens edition of Lockdown Browns with John Costco. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on it for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Do not forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. John. Whether you've seen it on social media today or, hmm, folks, yes, Baker Mayfield did not play well yesterday. And to say he didn't play well might be a bit of an understatement. It truly might be a bit of, it might be, you know, being too nice. Baker Mayfield, John, a rough day in the Dome in Minneapolis yesterday. Yeah, he was the lowest graded player for the Cleveland Browns on the offense at a 49.2 um if anybody watched the game that pretty much kind of lines up with with what he what you saw on the field what you saw <laughs> um you know and and so i tweeted out this is this is uh you know gonna be gonna be my rant about this but i i tweeted out yesterday last night that baker mayfield has you know his career split when obj is not on the field his grade is a 90.7 when he is on the field it is a 68.7 that to me, this is not a coincidence anymore. Um, basically OB, they, they don't work together. This is not an OBJ issue. I, you know, people are, are keep calling me a clown, which is appropriate because of my uh, profile picture and of being the Joker on, on uh, <laughs> Twitter and stuff like that. But this is a hundred percent of Baker Mayfield issue. Maybe a 99% of Baker Mayfield issue and a 1% OBJ issue or whatever. But this is a this is a Baker Mayfield issue where he cannot perform well with OBJ on the field. And so I, I said that you know, you know, you should trade OBJ because of this. And this all comes down to what is easier to find? Is it easier to find guys that work with Baker Mayfield, or is it easier to find yourself a franchise starting quarterback? It is easier to find yourself a guy that can work better with that works not just works with Baker Mayfield rather than trying to. You have one on the roster that only makes two point three million dollars. Yes, 
you you just have you have a, a situation here where Baker Mayfield, it, you I mean for for one Browns have been looking for that starting quarterback for two decades plus now, and you found one. And is he going to be you know the top a top three quarterback in the NFL? Probably not, based on you know the fact that he can't perform. Like you're, you're talking about a pressure the pressure that he puts on himself when OBJ is out on the field. That's the reason why he can't perform out there. There's a there's a, obviously a flaw in that quarterback, but. When he's not on the field, he plays extremely well. So, what is it that you want? Do you want? Well, essentially, what you, you said was win? neither a knock. It wasn't a knock on anybody. They just don't work. They don't work. They don't work. And it's it's more of Baker Mayfield. So it's like it's like you know I I give this analogy is that like say let's say you had a crush. You know, a, a guy had a crush on a girl for de- you know for years and years and years trying to get this girl or whatever. Finally, gets this girl when they he gets her has performance issues can't do it can't do it and that's baker mayfield with obj in a nutshell baker mayfield so badly so badly wants it to work with obj that all he does is press and try so hard that it just fails i mean it's it's kind of like the cool obj is the cool kid at the club you want to be friends with him you try so hard to be friends with him and it, it you just fail miserably in dramatic fashion that's basically what Baker Mayfield does with OBJ out in the field because he is essentially what it is when he goes out on that field with OBJ. It's like, okay, where's OBJ on his play? What's the defense doing to OBJ here? Okay, I'm 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 going through my you know I get the ball. Here's a snap. Okay, this is what the defense is doing. Where was OBJ over there? Oh crap, he's going to be covered. I need to need to go through my progressions. Crap, nobody's open. Uh, panic, 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 and things go to you know I'll throw it here and it's it's Hayward. And then when he does find an open guy. He's like, all right, I've got to make this throw because it, either it's hey two, straight to OBJ and he's wide open, or it's to somebody else that's wide open and you aim. And when you try to aim your throws, you it's just like a picture pitcher in baseball. When you aim, you miss. And Baker is trying to aim his throws because he has to be picture perfect for OBJ and he can't do it. I don't know why this is such a block for him. It is, but that's the issue. It's a Baker Mayfield issue. It's not a, it's not an OBJ issue that's out there. OBJ was open all game long. He was wide open. So if you wanted to trade OBJ, you can get some good trade offers for OBJ because he looked awesome in his routes yesterday. That that route, the route on the goal line was silly. It was absolutely silly. And the problem there is the throw, which ended up being three, four yards out of bounds, is it shouldn't so be bad. there because everything on that is timing. And the fact that Odell can run that route right now, coming off the ACL ACL surgery, second game back, shows you that there are no questions about Odell's knee. It's simple throw. And basically, once he breaks and heads back towards the sideline is when the ball's released. Because the whole thing is, is yes, the corner thinks, all right, I know this route now. He's going to go to the pylon. No, Odell was going to the back pylon. It should have been a soft toss over there, right to the back pylon, where either A, Odell knocks it out, but, you know, so it was there, but go ahead. So, so here's another thing too. So we chart all this stuff, right. And how accurate a quarterback is in the first two weeks of the season, Baker was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. You, you just know that from just this pure completion percentage number that he had, which was an NFL record through two weeks, apparently, um, which I don't really care about a completion percentage of stuff, but for the first two weeks of the season, he was inaccurate on his aimed throws on only 12% of the, his throws. Okay. That's, that's an elite level, level number for a season that if a quarterback does that you're you're essentially talking about an elite quarterback that's grading in the the 90s like good 90s the past two weeks it's been at 32 percent 
what's the difference? And this is this is even with Baker Mayfield after. I mean, that's a twenty percent. He's just not hitting his targets. What's the the only difference? You people will talk about him being injured and stuff like that, but this includes the game he got injured and he was still on target with his throws. I don't care if there were only a couple yards down the field. They were he was still on target with them. And these past two games, he's just not been. Last week, it was twenty. He was inaccurate on twenty six percent of the time. This past game it was thirty eight percent of the time. It's just, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's only one common denominator. There's only one common denominator here. Exactly. Um, but enough of the enough of the doom and gloom. Um, and for the second straight week, John, <laughs> and this is kind of fun, um, where you can just say, you know what, health passing game, it's not working. And look, folks, this is going to be a season-long promise problem. No, it's not going to be a season-long problem. But you get to the point where it's we know what's working. And for the second straight week, and I, you know, credit to the Browns for this, and credit for the relationship that you know Nick and Kareem have with each other. Hey, maybe you'll get this started, and we'll both find our way to eat here. And Kareem, who just runs with you know, to hate to you know steal phrases, but you know, uh, you know no disregard or, you know, I mean, he just doesn't care. Uh, you know, Nick has made a living on beating a lot of tackles, but leads to extra yards. Whereas Kareem more of, okay, well, damn it. There's two guys here and I need to get two more yards. All right. Climb on boys. We're going for a ride, <laughs> which lead to things like a obvious draw situation where the Minnesota Vikings, you know, basically we're like, well, is two hands good enough. I, I mean, I touched him with two hands and Kareem Hunt goes 33 yards softens everybody up now everybody on minnesota is getting a little bit you know light in the knickers and then nick comes in does what he's got to do but again now almost 170 yards total rushing between the two of them great great problem to have john it's a fantastic problem to have and we talked about this last week um where you essentially have nick chubb who can wear him down and then you have Kareem hump hunt who can wear him down and then you're talking about in the fourth quarter the defense is wore down and those two guys are absolutely fresh because they can spell each other. You had 21 carries for Chubb. You had 14 carries for Hunt. Um, Hunt is fantastic in the receiving game as well. And they just they just wear you out. Um, you know, they're just bruising. They earn every single yard that they get, and they make the defense just pay for it every single time they touch the ball. So it, it is a fantastic problem to have. And then you, you talk about the, the, you know, being able to run it behind this offensive line that they have. Um, it's just, you know, but Joel Batonio had another fantastic game last, you know, yesterday with a 90.9 overall grade. Um, he's just, he continues to play at, at an elite level. He's, he's the high, second highest graded guard in the game behind Zach Martin. Um, you know, and Zach Martin is an, is an all pro type guy. So he's, you know, he's playing at that level. And you, if you, you know, the rest of this offensive line, you know, is, is playing generally pretty, really well, um, and when you have those running backs behind this this offensive line, it's 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 really it's a really good recipe. And if you compare that with a if you compare it with an accurate quarterback, it's it's basically Super Bowl caliber. And you know you can you can lean on either guy. You can feed the hot hand, and when both hands are hot, it's it just everybody looks good. It's just again, you know, I mean, and look, the wide receiver in me, I hate every second of it because all I, all I think about is wide receivers blocking, but. The intelligent person in me is, is, you know, why do more than you actually have to do? Why? Why? And it, it's just an easy thing to do. It's an easy thing to manipulate. 
and you know watching these guys just do their thing and it allows the fact that you know there's a lot of this browns and look the passing game will get better but it also allows the fact that look there's a lot we don't have to show and there's going to come games this sunday against the chargers obviously a lot more bigger games down the line where the browns hopefully still have parts of this playbook that you know they haven't you know chosen chosen to open yet and it'll come in handy when they truly need it when they start playing more talented teams yeah, uh, you know, and you're going to start that with this coming week with the Chargers where they, you know, you talk about Brandon Staley as their, you know, defensive coordinator with the Rams last year. He had the, the you know, number one defense in the NFL last year, and he's really kind of getting that Chargers team into that same echelon um, uh, of defenses. So you're going to need to be able to open up the playbook and you have to hope that Baker Mayfield can be an like just throw it accurately in this game because um, they're going to need to. They need to pull out all the the bells and whistles with this one against this team because they're they're a sound defense and um you know it's just it's just a, the all you know you talk about this offense and you talk about this team in general the Browns right now are the highest graded overall team in the NFL through four weeks you know pending Monday again, football please. tonight one more time can you say that again the Cleveland Browns are the highest graded NF team in the NFL through four weeks pending monday night football which who, who plays tonight it's the uh the chargers and uh who else the raiders the raiders the raiders the Ra- the Ra- i don't think that neither team are going to pass the browns in, in overall grade I, I don't think so it's uh browns are going to end up with in week four with the highest being overall highest they're an 89.1 number two team is are the rams at 85.8 um and that's with you know like i said baker mayfield stinker yesterday so this you're talking about an offense that's an 80 overall 80.7, um, which is the number four offense in the NFL, and the defense is at an uh, overall 80.4, which is the number two defense in the NFL behind the Buffalo Bills. So, um, Browns have you know enjoy it right now because the Browns have a very well coached and very good talented team. Kind of interesting that the team that embraces analytics is doing very well under an analytic lens. Kind of interesting, yeah. crazy, isn't it? <laughs> All right, we're going to get to some final thoughts here, maybe a couple of thoughts here uh, on the Chargers, who are obviously playing tonight in Monday Night Football as John Cost goes along for the ride on your Under the Lens edition of Locked on Browns. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions is your Odyssey and LX or an EX, and wait while that person behind the counter orders a part on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have competitors with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto prices are reliably low, and they all remain that way for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. John, I think some of the things I take away, yes, Greedy Williams. Yes, obviously players we mentioned. 
But Grant Delpit, um, you see now, you know, you're starting to see him maybe get a little bit more comfortable, you know, with a little bit of success, maybe the, you know, the hesitation about whether or not his health, the, it ended up being a penalty, but he had a beautiful uh, pass deflection, which always counts uh, in PFF. They don't rule it out because it was a penalty. Um, and he lost Ronnie Harrison. This is the one thing with Ronnie Harrison, as much as I love him. We feel like we say this a lot. I've lost Ronnie Harrison early. Um, Grant Delpit. Uh, MJ Stewart. Now here's MJ Stewart. Did nothing all summer long. Everybody's like, how did he make this team? Well, there's a reason he made this team because the Browns really love his versatility within the secondary. But you just, with this, you see the depth of this defense. And now you talk about the things where maybe, you know, Craig Newsom back soon, Anthony Walker back soon, and everybody has seemed to pick up their level in the time that these guys were gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Grant Delpit, 74.1 in this game. Um, did have a missed tackle again. That's a, I, I'm going to expect that once a game from him. Um, it's just what it is what, you know, for him. But, yes, he had a pass breakup. Um, you know, he had officially had one one target or whatever. If he, you know, essentially two targets. But you know, on the books, without a no play, then there he had one target, gave up six yards. Um, and this is this is a this is why you load up on secondary players is because those guys can get hurt uh especially with ronnie harrison he he seems to have this injury bug so it, mm-hmm. it is something that you you know w- one of the reasons why eight you kept mj stewart is that hey this guy knows our defense and we you know we've seen him play at a, at a quality level um when he needed to be and you can put him at if you needed to put him at slot, but then essentially you're you're essentially playing him at safety this year. This is twice now that he's had to play uh, significant snaps, and has actually looked pretty solid this year so yeah. far. Um, so I, you know he he's a guy that you know it kind of surprises me a little bit that he's playing this well in 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 the roles that you don't want him to. But Grant Delpit, like like we were talking about, excellent. Uh, I mean, he's flying all over the field. Like the additions of he and JOK really kind of make a lot of differences for this defense of just the speed that's out there. And just the fact that these guys fly around and they're, they're doing it with, I mean, it's like reckless abandon, but the thing is, is that they're, they're actually reading out the plays pretty well along with it. So it's like, they're playing fast um, and not having to think too hard. So, you know, I think Joe Woods talked about it in his his press conference this week about, it's like, yeah, we know we're not putting too much on, on JOK's plate which is exactly what you want for, for a rookie or, and also for like a Grant Delpit is not to give these guys too much on their plate. Um, get, put them in a role that they excel in and let them cook in that role um, instead of trying to do all sorts of fancy things with these guys. And it's, it's working right now. It's just, it's just working. Keeping players in comfortable situations. It's seems so easy to do, but yet it is so uncommon within the NFL. John, uh, you know, obviously going to play tonight and, you know, you know, we'll see how it turns out. Um, but a trip to SoFi Stadium next weekend uh, to face the Chargers. Um, and this is going to be an interesting one. You know, Justin Herbert, obviously, certainly a player that can play. Keenan, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams brings a element that may be a little bit of a difficult factor for this round secondary to cover. Austin Eckler is just an absolute pain in the rump. A defense with Asante Samuel Jr., uh, some early thoughts here on the Chargers, and you know we'll, we'll see what happens tonight for the Browns headed out west. And you know, I say jokingly, maybe their first of two trips to SoFi Stadium this year, which would be fantastic. Uh, but Chargers, uh, Week Five opponent for your Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the issue with the Chargers, which is you know good news for the Cleveland Browns, is that they're 
they are weak on the offensive line in pass protection. Um, their rookie, Rashawn Slater, is is awesome. I think he's playing extremely well this year at, at 71. But then, and Corey, I think Corey Lindsley is a, is a quality center, but his pass blocking grade, 55.4. Um, you know, you've got Ode Abushi. You know, he's a 64.0 guy. Um, their tackles are just not, you know, Storm Norton is, is starting for them um because of injuries and he's at a 44.7 35.8 in, in pass protection like so the you can get after justin Herbert Great name, game. but obviously not doing very well as a player no ex- exactly so you can get you can get after justin herbert in this game who who's been playing extremely well this year so he's an 84.3 uh grade i was expecting a regression from justin herbert this year mainly because last year as a rookie um most of what he did was third uh, excelling on third downs and excelling in under pressure and those are not stable metrics to to be able to to carry year to year um and you know he's arguably playing better this year than he he did last year we'll see if he's able to hold that up i think tonight's going to be a good test for them because the raiders have a solid pass rush but if you if you can hang your hat on anything for the Cleveland browns is that they're going to pressure the quarterback and i would just have to say that generally you're just not going to be able to hold up consistently when you are under pressure. So, you know, just like this year, his clean passer grade is 83.9, but his under pressure is a 72.2. So he does take a dip there when he is under pressure. So, and also when, when you don't blitz him, like he, he's basically, he picks apart a blitz. Like you blitz Justin Herbert this year so far, his grade is a 90, 90.4. And, and the Browns, you know, we, we know that they don't generally like the blitz. So, if they can get pressure with the front four while dropping in, you know, into coverage, um, you know, that's the, that would be the recipe to be able to stop Justin Herbert. And, you know, with blitzing Justin Herbert, um, that's where a player like Austin Eckler comes into fact. And it may not be something you want to do because, you know, again, it's just a pain in the butt and uh, very, very elusive in the open field. He is John Costco, PFF lead analyst. Um, we took it under the lens here. Look, defense, um, it's really, really getting to where, you know, a lot of us thought it could be again, probably, you know, sooner than we expected. And that's fine. We'll see if it holds up against, you know, a team like the Chargers in week five. Uh, we got plenty to break down here this week, so we'll continue to do that. But again, we're always thankful for John's time here, uh, putting this together. And, you know, look, as far as the offensive side of the ball, look, it's, you know, is it, can it change? Maybe. Um, but I think we have a good enough sample size now to you know realize where Baker Mayfield is. And as far as with Baker Mayfield being, I mean, as far as Odell being on the field and Odell not being on the field, can it change? Hopefully it does because it would just add yet another element to this Browns offense if it can find a way to improve the relationship between the two. Um Again, um, we appreciate everybody for making Lockdown Browns your first listen day in, day out. Again, we have a full slate of shows coming for you this week here. Just continue to grind it out as we are now in October. And I, I guess we call it now the quarter-quarter poll because we play 17 games now, I guess. We'll call it the quarter-quarter poll. Browns 3-1, and one, currently leading the AFC North. Uh, big one next week, of course, with the Los Angeles Chargers. Make sure you're following John Costco 3, the show itself, at Lockdown Browns. Uh, follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, whatever your podcast platform is, Lockdown Browns again is always available, always free. Make sure you subscribe to following five star ratings. 
written reviews. And with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go.